You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. All right, we uh, are really super grateful for the connection that we have with uh, Africa and uh, even with the Sheikh and Ifoma Isachukwus and the Browns who recently moved there. Uh, we want to establish more connection with the work there as well. I do want to welcome back Ray Brown. Is Ray in the house somewhere? He told me he was. There he is. Ray's getting a cup of coffee. Welcome back, Ray. We miss you, and it's great to have you back. Um, I appreciate Patricia's uh, challenge. You know, this past year, we took a contribution for our special uh, missions work, and we have a little bit of an overage, which is great news. So we're trying to figure out what to do with that money, and one of the ideas that we have is to support, uh, either halfway or, or something like that. These are some ideas that work. Uh, for some of the singles to go uh, next summer uh, to uh, some of these places. So just to let you know, I'm working on uh, Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. Uh, I'm working on also Cambodia and Vietnam as well. So let's uh, keep talking about that uh, as well. Amen? All right, today is kind of an interesting day. It's, uh, you know, it's a somber reminder of what happened 15 years ago, and uh, we need to really commemorate that. Uh, but it is also the beginning of football season, and I got a text from Jarrell today uh, asking me to record the Seahawks game, and uh, he's kind of sad that he's missing the Seahawks game, but if you can ever feel emotion through a text message, that was it. It was pretty sad. It was like a really sad message there, so I didn't know that you can convey yourself that well through a text message, but amen. I will record it for you, Jarrell. A little bit of an announcement as we move forward here. Uh, we have the uh, September 17th. I just want to remind everybody of our uh, Bible Talk Leaders, Family Group Leaders meeting. And that's going to be for assistance as well. And for those who are interested in leading uh, also. Uh, so please be there. 630 is when we start the meal. And then we will go uh, have the meeting at 730. All right. And then the next one is uh, for the singles. We have a retreat coming on up. Uh, just to throw that out there, October 7th and 9th. Uh, please keep that in your calendar and uh, start signing up for that as well. For the marrieds, uh, November 5th and 6th, uh, I want to grow old with you. That's the theme of our uh, marrieds uh, retreat. And it's going to be down in La Jolla Marriott. It's a great place. I think we got a great deal uh, from there. Uh, the retreat fee is $35. So... Uh, that's for uh, per couple, so I think that's pretty reasonable, and I think you're going to get a lot out of that as well. And then uh, I want to get this uh, building also because it's coming up. Our uh, day of giving is a day that we give to the work of Hope Worldwide, uh, which Catherine is a part of, uh, working for uh, on staff. And it's going to be October 9th. It's a time that uh, we all together as a community um, give to the work of our benevolent arm, Hope Worldwide. And please find out more information about that. It's not just a one-time gift or anything like that. I, I want us to really get involved in that because there, there's a lot of great things that uh, the uh, organization is doing. It's hopeworldwide.org uh, slash uh, International Day of Giving IDG. And I want to just give some instructions out for that uh, as we uh, look forward to that date. It, the goal is for each one of the members in our church to give $52. Uh, we're not limited to that, but that is the goal that we want to shoot for. And uh, it's, it's really important because they earmark these funds for projects and, and such. Let's really ask our families for that. 
And then uh, they're going to have a fasting day on September 26th. Uh, that's for all who wants to participate, 26th to 27th. And then for us in the West Side, uh, we designate October as a fasting chain. Instead of October Fest, we want to do an October fast, uh, something for the end of the year, and also looking forward to 2017 as well. Amen? So please, let's pray for that. Let's really get our hearts around uh, the work, and we'll, we'll have more announcements as we keep on going, uh, as we see the day get closer. Okay? You know, as Mark mentioned, um, today is really uh, a day to reflect and to think. There are different days in my life that I remember that are very monumental uh, growing up. And growing up in America, um, the day that Reagan got shot, I still remember where I was. I was in high school, freshman, and coming back from lunch, and my, my, my teacher um, announced that Reagan had been shot. That was indelibly marked in my mind. 9-11 is another day that uh, will be fused in my mind forever. And we were living in Manila at that time, and there's another place in Bangkok called the World Trade Center. And when we heard that the World Trade Center was bombed, we're like, it's a bazaar in Bangkok. And we're like, why would anybody want to bomb that place? And uh, we turned on the TV, and obviously we saw what was actually in actuality going on in live uh, time. And it was pretty shocking. Uh, just even thousands of miles away, just glued to the television set and really thinking, wow, this is unfolding uh, in front of our very eyes. And with technology, it, you know, we're able to see that live. And uh, seeing the second plane hit the tower was pretty shocking. Uh, even for, I think, a pretty hardened person like myself that have seen some stuff around the world. And um, I think that there's a, just a lot of stuff that we think through as we think, remembering back about 9-11. I think for some of us, it's still pretty shocking. I think for us, for some of us, it's kind of gone through. Okay, it's been 15 years uh, that has happened. And I think that it's so important that we commemorate uh, this day together. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful to you that, uh, God, we really have you uh, to fall back on. And uh, God, help us to really think through uh, God, what happened 15 years ago and to learn from it, to really mourn with those who mourn, and uh, Father, to really be able to gain lessons that uh, can be gained from it as well. Father, as we pray to you, God, we pray for the families of those that uh, were lost. Uh, God, I pray that uh, they can have this day and really be drawn back to you. And uh, Father, to have friends surrounding them as they remember their loss. And, uh, Father, I pray that we can really pray for them at this hour, but continue to pray for them throughout the day today. Father, help us to remember God and help us to really have an impetus to really go out and share our faith, uh, God, to reach out and to give people the, the gift of life that Mark and Catherine talked about today, what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Uh, Father, I pray that as, a, as your people that we can have the same heart as Jesus did and have today, and uh, God, I pray that we can have an impact in our society, God, as we remember uh, 15 years ago what happened. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of our lesson today is simply entitled Overcoming Evil. Because no one can say with, with any doubt that that was a pretty evil act. To fly two planes, civilian planes, into two buildings and in the Pentagon and the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania. No one can argue saying that that was definitively 
evil. And yet, when we sit here today, we think about, you know, how do I respond to such a thing that happened so many years ago, so far away? And a lot of us, maybe we didn't have any direct relation to that, those events. But we sit here today as this country mourn and think about how we move forward. And it's so easy to look at that event and go, well, that was back there. That was definitively evil. Okay? And we think about it, but let's move on. And there's other things in life. But we live in a world that we see this more and more happening. So it's getting closer to us, and it's not so distant anymore. Fifteen years removed. And it affects us whether we go to the airport, you know, longer check-in lines, or it affects us in many, many ways. And even about a year ago in San Bernardino. So it's affecting us whether we like it or not. You know, as the country mourns, uh, later on we're going to get a chance to look at a video that uh, the church has put together. And I want to put it at the end there because to me, even for me, it's still pretty traumatic as we look at uh, those videos of the planes crashing in. So we'll get a chance to see a testimonial of a brother in New York that escaped that building that day. But there are some uh, video footage of that. So if you're a little bit uncomfortable with that at the end, you know, you want to leave the room. Um, I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up uh, on that as well. So we see this and we think and we mourn and we, 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 you know, contemplate. But how do we respond to that today? How do we overcome evil in our lifetime today? And I have three points that will help us understand that. Amen? Number one, evil is real. It's real. I really appreciate Todd. I mean, I've been listening to his sermons these past few weeks. And, you know, Todd has brought up, you know, some things that are a little bit uncomfortable to talk about. You know, and I think there are some of us in here that are beginning, Todd, I'm telling you, man, I'm getting people mimicking you and just the way you do your hands and, you know, the, the counterclockwise and, the, you know, he's in this room, you know, just your hand. I'm just warning you in advance, bro. This is a brutal group. Uh, you're going to get it, you know. Um, so, you know, Chaz says he's been watching the way I walk and he's mimicking. So I've been really self-conscious around him. So I'm walking around like straightening up and all that stuff. Just letting you know. But I appreciate Todd in the sense that when he preaches, he, he talks about the devil. He talks about satanic forces. And those things, you know, I'll be honest, I, I don't like to bring it up because it seems so un-21st century, isn't it? It seems so unreal. You know, talk about the devil. Is he in here? Where is he? In the corner? You know, is he you know, behind the seat? Where is he? And yet the Bible teaches us clearly and empirically as we look around the world that evil is real. And the Bible talks about that. And the reason why we bring it up is that as we are more aware of it, you can't fight an enemy that you don't know. You can't fight, you know, a thing or an entity that you don't think that it exists. And that's exactly what the devil wants us to think about. that, hey, look, it doesn't exist. It's just not real. And let's move on. And these events teaches us and it helps us and it reminds us that it's real, that people really are capable of some great things, but some phenomenally evil things as well. And the book of Ephesians talk about that. As Paul taught the church in Ephesus, and he said this, he says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. 
The days are evil. It says every day we go out, there are opportunities to do good. There is opportunity to do evil. But the Bible says, Paul emphasized that the days are evil. He says because of that church in Ephesus, church in Culver City, be wise. Don't walk around just thinking, ah, la-di-da, you know, everything's all right. But watch out for things that can trip us up. Watch out for things that can really hurt us. Watch out for things that can really um, destroy our soul. And it says, be mindful of the way that we live, using modern-day vernacular. Mindful. Think about it. And be aware of things that can really hurt us. Jesus talked about it as well. Towards the end of his life, you know, the book of John, most of... You know, the, 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 the things that in John, over half of what was written in John really only covers the last few weeks of Jesus' life. That's when he poured things out to his disciples. And he says, I have told you these things so that you, that in me you may have peace. This world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus made two points here. In this world, we're going to have trouble. 9-11... San Bernardino, Paris attack, all these attacks, it's not going to go away. In this life, we're going to have problems. Jesus teaches us, but I have overcome the world. You know, that's great about being here today is that we can find solutions to these things. We don't have to be apathetic. We don't have to be a victim. We don't have to just sit here and go, wow, the world's going crazy. What do I do? Let me crawl into a shell and just kind of hide. No, we don't, have, we, we don't have to do that. That it's, it's, we, we can be the solution to the world's problem. And we're going to hear a little bit more, more about that as the brother shares about what he learned from his experience escaping from the 51st floor. He was 20 floors away. The plane hit at around, I think, the 70s. I think he was in the 50s, and he was able to escape. Paul, again, what did he say? He says, Listen, for such people are false apostles. He's talking about the religious world now. He's bringing it closer to home. And he says, deceitful workers masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then that if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. What did Paul say? Again, he really reiterates the point, be wise. And he brings it a little bit closer to home and he says, listen, evil is not just something that happened 3,000 miles away. It happens all over the place. And he says, be wise the way we live. And in this religious world today, he says, be wise. We as disciples, you know, we're not naive in thinking that, well, everything is okay. But at the same time, we're not cynical and thinking everything is bad as well. But we're wise, we're learning, we're trying to figure out, and we're making adjustments uh, in our lives on how to live. Because Paul says Satan is really, what? Sneaky. He actually will sell you stuff and say, this is good, but actually there's a tremendous cost that is associated with those decisions that we make. And I think about a lot about our society today, and I think about just the freedom that we have. And, um, you know, there was a quote that I read this past week about even the, 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 the freedom that we have in the press. And, and that it's so tricky in a sense that we think that we can express everything, right? We go online, you know, we can, we can 
type out how we feel. We can add a comment here. We can add a comment there. And, and the author was, was a French philosopher. You know, it's, these guys are always, you've got to be careful with these guys. But he wrote about 25 years ago, before the, even the Internet, and he had a profound insight into the world. And he says that, you know, with technology today, you know, people can sense, a, have a sense of empowerment and thinking that I can express myself. And yet there's an irony in it. And he says that, well, at the same time, everyone gets the, a chance to express themselves. And it's actually the opposite because, because everyone gets a chance to do that. You actually get even more loss in your communication. He's saying that in the world where everybody, it's, it's not special anymore. That we can express ourselves, but we get lost in the mixed also. You know, what is Paul trying to teach us? Is that we don't have to follow the ways of the world. And we think that something is so innocuous. We think that something is, it's, just, it's, 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 it's easy, it's no problem. But are we thinking about the way that we live? Do we really understand that Satan, a lot of times, evil masks itself in light? It's okay. Are we really considering that evil is real? Do we think about that? Do we understand the world that we live in? Number two, evil is near. That, when I read the Bible, it's amazing to me how sometimes you think, you know, the Bible doesn't really write a lot about all the stuff, especially in the New Testament, about all the current events. You don't hear a lot. The book of Acts does. But everywhere else, a lot of it is just dealing with our own lives. And really, how do we get ourselves? How do we take care of ourselves? How do we deal with our own walk with God? Yeah, I really appreciate Mark and Catherine's testimony. I appreciate Catherine's vulnerability. I mean, she is the elder's wife. And to come up here and say, I was a pothead, basically. A lot. I did a lot. And I, I did a lot of drinking. I was really... Addicted to chemicals and, and, and alcohol and to say, and to, that's what a testimony is. is this is how God has worked in my life. It's not something that happened overseas. This is, I was messed up. I was really messed up. And this is how God worked in my life. And I appreciate Catherine not throwing Mark under the bus, but I know the real story. That homeless guy was Mark and that's how they met. Great job, Mark. You know. But I appreciate that about humility. I appreciate about the confidence that Catherine can come up here and share. She doesn't rely on her own strength. Amen? The power that Jesus talked about, I have overcome the world, is Jesus. We latch on to Him. But the Bible says that what? Evil is near. It's not far. How near is it? Let's take a look at some of these scriptures. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. All day long they surround me like a flood. They have completely engulfed me. You have taken from me my friend and neighbor. Darkness is my closest friend. That's pretty depressing. This is the end of Psalms chapter 88. And Mark uh, and, and Todd, you know, used this scripture last week and I... I you know, this is, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and it, it, it teaches us that darkness is around. And there's so much to that that we don't have time to go through. You know, this is what the psalmist is feeling. He's feeling so depressed. He's feeling so hurt that he's questioning God's love for him. And he's blaming God. And he says, listen, God, you're the one who's doing all this. 
and I really don't understand it. You even have taken away my friend. And you know what I appreciate about the scripture is that it is a scripture that God even allows the psalmist to be able to express that. And that's what I appreciate about God is his, his bigness and just allowing us to be who we are and to allow us to express some of our deepest thoughts. And when I read the scripture and there is a sense of sharing humanity together that it is sad. We live in a world that, you know, it's, it's a fallen world. It's hard. I know a lot of us go through some of these feelings. I go through some of these feelings as well. And what I appreciate about God is allowing us to understand that, but at the same time, allowing us to also understand that that's just one passage out of the whole Bible. That we can even actually move on from there and find solution to our lives. But it expressed so well the darkness that is so close to us, the evil that's even within our own minds. In Luke chapter 11, this is really uncomfortable. And this is why some people really had a hard time with Jesus. Which one of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for eggs, an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is really uncomfortable. I thought... I thought Christianity was like God loves me and God sees the best in me and God, you know. But yet the scripture says we're flat out evil. And I love the scripture because the reality of it is that we are capable of incredible acts of evil ourselves. When we are pushed to a point. And he uses his example. He says, well, yeah, because when you're close to your kids, obviously you're going to give the best to your kids like Mark talked about today. But there is a point when we are deprived of food. We're deprived of clothing. We are being threatened. When we are being attacked. How do we show ourselves? And a lot of times it really is evil. And it's so easy to present to the world, especially today in Facebook reality, you know, like, hey, this is my best face. But hey, look, there's a lot of stuff inside that we don't deal with. It can really consume us as well. And I think that when people tell us, I mean, it seems like you got so much of your life together. I think we need to take stock and go, no, let me just be honest with you. These are some things that we're working through as well. There's a lot of humility that comes from being a true Christian, the, the sense of Evaluating the sense of being honest with who we really are. And because of that, that's why God gives us a time to commune together. That's why communion is so important. Are you comfortable with that? That Jesus says, even though that you and I are evil? Are you comfortable with that? I mean, that's a hard scripture to really swallow. In Matthew 15, he says it again. He says, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, etc., etc., etc. He says, it's not the stuff that's outside. Yes, evil is real, but a lot of it comes from within our own hearts as well. Christianity is about being honest with who we are. Christianity is about taking responsibility. And he was arguing with these religious folks, and he says, listen, it's not just the religious things that we do. Let's deal with some heart issues in our lives. Amen? So as we look at 9-11 and go, wow, that's definitively evil. 
Let's have the humility to look at our lives and examine our lives also. And the one thing I love about Jesus is that he deals with things, not when things are so bad. He deals with things at a temptation level. He's dealing with our hearts, our thoughts, and our heart life, our thought life, our attitude life, and some of these things that defines who we are as disciples. How do we really feel? Are we wrestling? Are we processing things in the right way? I appreciate Jesus. You know, he tells us the truth. In James 3, again, this is how close evil can be. This is scripture. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can be tamed, uh, can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poisons. You know, we had a party for Gabby yesterday and all our neighbors came out. And I appreciate my wife. It's a lot of work, a lot of work. And we're older now. You know, it's tough. So we're meeting our neighbors. You know, our birthday was September 1st, but we wanted to do September 10th school year. One invite of our friends. Full house, packed. It was awesome. And our neighbors came up to us and says, you know, Ken, we really, you know, love your family and really admire your family. And it seems like you, your kids are great. And, da, da, da. and my first thought was, wow, these dual pane windows in our house really works well. <laughs> that was my first thought. I'm not kidding. I'm not lying to you. I mean... And then we, you know, had a chance to share. That's an opportunity to share. He says, let me tell you, that's not true. We have our issues. Let me tell you some of the issues that we have. And it's good. It sparked a great conversation uh, with people. The tongue. Man, we, it's so close, isn't it? I want to challenge you this week, myself included. Let's be mindful of what we say this week to each other. Let's think about the way that we communicate with one another. In our, in, you know, spouse, you know, with our spouse and with our roommates. Let's, let's really apply the words again. Let's figure out what we really need and let's help each other. Amen? You know, the Bible says that uh, in the, at the end there, it says, For we are not unaware of his schemes. You know, Paul understood that Satan's out to get us. and There's a scheming factor to him who Satan is, and he's out to get our lives. Let's not, Paul says, don't get tripped up by Satan's schemes. Amen? Evil is near. God is greater. God is greater. You know, we can't overcome evil by just how smart we are. We can't overcome evil by just how intelligent we are. And we spent a lot of money after 9-11 to upgrade our intelligence capacity as a country and and yet it still happens we spend a lot of money employing people technologies to head off a lot of these things and i think we've prevented a lot of things from happening but it's never a foolproof system god is greater we will have trouble evil is near evil is around but god is greater let me close out with this here it says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. You know, we attacked Iraq right afterwards. And, you know, there's some consequences to that. We went into Afghanistan as well. And we, we're still kind of suffering for that in some ways. But that was, that was the instinctive thing to do, wasn't it? Felt good, right? And I'm not getting into politics. I'm just saying that there's a lot of wisdom in this scripture. 
that our response to evil, sometimes if we're not careful, can even be more damaging than what was done. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with one another. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. That scripture is packful. Because so much theology goes into that scripture, and so much practicality goes into that scripture. It says, don't attack people when they... Now, so don't respond evil with evil. You can respond as long as it depends on you. You've got to figure out a way to respond, but it's got to be in a godly way. But I love the scripture. It says, do not take revenge. And the only way that we can do that, the only way that we can deny that, that impulse in us to take revenge is that we trust that God is going to take care of it. That is maturity in our faith. That God, there's a peace that comes with it. That, you know, I don't have to respond tit for tat. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to say something. I don't, I can just let this one go. And God, you know what? He's going to take care of it for me. I can take care of what I need to take care of. But let God take care of the rest. And the Bible says that, you know, God's wrath. It's, it's, it's there. It's not like God is holding a lamb, walking around, forgiving God. He's going to make things right. And, he, and, and Paul's saying, you don't have to worry about it. You just got to take care of your relationship with God. Two practical points, and we'll watch the video together. He says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We don't just sit around... We do good. Every opportunity, hope worldwide. Chaz, said, let's go out and share our faith next week. Let's, let's go out. Let's talk to the UCLA alum for the service on the 25th. Let's preach the word. Let's share the gospel with people. Ephesians says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, it's against the ru- against, no, but, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil that is in the heavenly realm. It's huge, this force. It is more than you and I can bear. We need to rely on God. These things happen to them as an example, and were written down as warning for us and on whom the culmination of this age has come. So if you think that you are standing firm, be careful that you and I won't fall. Again, it goes back. Be mindful. Think about your spirituality. It is so important. Amen? Let me close out with this. I know that we have people that have been visiting. We're so grateful that you're here. You know, you're hearing the Word of God. We're trying to do our best. You know, we got a lot of us have jobs, right? We come together, set up things, and the goal of it is to present the gospel, the good news, to each one of us here in this room. At the same time, there's a openness on all of our part to respond to the message as well. And Paul wrote about that. And if you've been visiting with us for a while, let these words, the last few weeks, today, the last 30 minutes, help you to respond in this way. 
Paul says to the Corinthians, he says, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Not just to listen to the message and to go away and go, well, that was really nice. In the time of my favor, God says, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. You know, I really appreciate Malachi. Malachi is in his teens. You know, he's with his gang there. It was great to see the baptism. And I appreciate the Savoys opening up their homes to these baptisms and bought a big old baptistry so that people can come over. And I don't know they knew what they signed up for, but it was great. And, you know, this baptistry is huge. And we can only baptize people who are under eight foot tall because that's, that's the measurement of this baptistry, okay? But I appreciate Malachi jumping in there as a teen making this decision, recognizing that the hour is now. If you've been around this fellowship for a while, you know that we want to reach out, not espousing our opinions on you, but teaching you the word of God. Let's take up that opportunity. Amen. In the fellowship today, go up to someone who invites you, invited you and go, can we sit down together and study the Bible together? That's the lesson for today. We're going to watch a video together of this brother that uh, went through this ordeal 15 years ago. And let's learn from what he has to say. Amen. All right. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.